Previously heard on Good Hope FM. Three for three years, Aid. Thanks, Dan. Welcome back to Three for Three. On the show today, we speak to former Wits University Mamelodi Sundowns and Ajax Cape Town goalkeeper Sean Roberts. But before we speak to him, let's look at last night's PSL results. Orlando Pirates lost 2 1 against Wits University at the Orlando Stadium. Three State Stars held Supersport United to a goalless draw at the James Muslati Stadium. And Baraka FC and Platinum Stars also played out a goal- goalless draw at the new Peter Mukaba Stadium. On Tuesday evening, Mamelodi Sundowns and Chipa United. Drew 1-1 at the Sisa Dukashe Stadium. And PSL fixtures continue this weekend. And it starts off in P- at the Peter Mokaba Stadium, where Polokwane City hosts Ajax Cape Town at 3.30. Golden Arrows, they entertain Free State Stars at the Chatsworth Stadium at 3.30. Kaiser Chiefs t- welcome Highlands Park to the FNB Stadium at 6 p.m. And Cape Town City, after beating Ajax Cape Town 2-0 last week, take, an- take on Orlando Pirates at, Cape- at the Cape Town Stadium at a quarter past eight on Saturday evening. Super Sport United have a date with Maritzburg United at the Lucas Moripi Stadium at quarter past eight and Platinum Stars. They take on league champions Mamelodi Sundowns at the Royal King Stadium. There are two fixtures for Sunday. Bloemfontein Celtic welcome Chipper United to the Dr. Malomela Stadium at 3.30 and log leaders Bidvest Wits go up against Baraka FC. Looking at the log, Wits is top of the log on 31 points. Second place belongs to Cape Town City also on 31 points. So of course Wits is top on goal difference. Wits does, however, have two games in hand. Third place is Kaiser Chiefs on 17, after 17 matches on 30 points. And then Super Sport United after 16 matches played uh, have 29 points. Baraka FC is bottom of the log. Now, as I mentioned earlier, in studio we have former Ajax Cape Town, Wits University and Mamelodi Sundowns goalkeeper Sean Roberts in studio and we'll tell you all about why he's here. Sean, welcome to 343 and Good Up FM. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Sean, let's start off with, uh, you, you, you've retired, you're not playing professional mm. football, you've now take, taken a different angle in the in the sporting fraternity. But before we get there, tell us how your professional career started and at what age. Um, well, amateur, I mean, I started yeah. at five years old. I mean, uh, I was born in Durban. I grew up in Johannesburg. Um, I started always as a goalkeeper from five. You're kidding. You couldn't have just have decided right. that you wanted to be between the sticks. Straight in goals. Butterfingers, five years old. Um, because if I look at five years old, five year olds these yeah. days, all, the, all of them wants to be a striker or a Messi. Exactly. So, I mean, come on, to find a guy, that, a player that actually wants to be between the sticks and specializes as a goalkeeper, that's phenomenal. Very bizarre, you know. And yeah. I always knew what I wanted to do, which I was yeah. very, very lucky. So, um, it was that little club called Panorama Football Club, which is still there. Yeah. Um, and then I moved on to Florida Albion. I think Eric Tinkler was also into Florida okay. Albion, if I'm not too mistaken. Um, and from there, I went from under 14s to Vits. Yeah. And that's where my relationship with Bits started. Yeah. Um, and then Roger sort of took me, Roger DeSar took me under his wing when I was 15, 16. Well, he must have seen some potential because Roger was a goalkeeper himself. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, and throughout my school, every holiday, I would go to Man City and train. Um, my father organized Fantastic. It. So, yeah. so, so how did that, how did your dad get in touch with Manchester City to set up a training stint for you there in school holidays? I still don't know how it happened, but yeah. it was through my dad's friend and he had a contact there. So every six weeks, June, July, I would be in England and tra- doing their pre-season training with him, yeah. which was uh, fantastic. And it's priceless, you know. It wasn't so much a trial. It was just complete training. So every holiday, I would be there, come back to school. And Phenomenal exposure. Yeah. So at which, which age did you start playing professional football? Um, late, so 17 years old, I signed professionally, yeah. Is the, for Vits? For Vits, yes, correct. So after Vits, what happened? So after Vits, uh, my parents immigrated. Yeah. I finished my schooling, which I thought was very important. Yeah. Get my matric done. 
And then from there, I followed my folks to England, and then that's where the trial started. So actually, I went on trial at Man City the following yeah. year. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, went on trial at Spurs. Uh, I thought I did uh, enough to get in there, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then went to Crystal Palace, and I was there. Quite a confusing situation. I was there for six months. I was, was Crystal Palace then back in the first division? Correct. Probably wasn't the Premier League yeah, back then. Still the first division. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for six months um, with the under-19 uh, squad. Yeah. And then from there, uh, Steve Bruce came in and changed things up, and I was booted. Yeah. And then I signed for Sheffield Wednesday the week after. The Owls. The Owls, yes. The Owls at one stage was also in the first division. And I vividly remember them visiting Cape Town and playing at the old Greenpoint yes. Stadium. So which year was that when you signed for the Owls? So that must have been 2001, 2002. And I was there for 18 months. After that? After that, uh, unfortunately, I got injured. So I was out for a year. Um, and then my coach at the time, who was at Sheffield Wednesday, uh, phoned me and said, are you injury free? And I said, yes. He says, I've got a spot for you in Asia. And I followed him to Asia. And I was also there for 18 months, which was... Which year was that? That must have been 2004. What was football, professional football like in Asia back then? It's, it's, it's developing fast and it's, furious it's these crazy. days. It's crazy, yeah. I mean, I was based in Singapore. And the only reason football existed in Singapore was because gambling was illegal back then there was okay. no casinos so horse racing and football were the two big sports so you'll have these massive stadiums completely empty um, but there'll be millions and millions of dollars bet on the game and so it was a, a pretty weird sensation but it was a great great uh, so you spent two years in Asia yeah. you came back to South Africa yes and then signed for signed for Sundowns and that at the time was I think that was just when Patrice Mosepi was Mosepi was actually taking over the yes I think it was the, the year after if I could be mistaken and then yeah. uh, Angel Kappa signed me he was a great coach he subsequently left and then was taken over by Neil Tovey and, uh, so that very first year you were at Sundowns you won the league correct yes yeah. With Angle Kappa. Uh, yeah. Who was the other goalkeeper with you in the squad? Uh, my good friend Andre Orenser. Wow. What a um, squad. That was a, a era with surprise. Moriri at oh, his best. And, yeah. yeah. Some great. Ezra Mendoro, yeah. Peter Nglobo. We had some great players. So, how many years were you at, 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 at Sundowns? It was a two and a half year deal. Um, a year and a half of that, I was on loan at Vitz. Yeah. And then uh, after that, Vitz signed me for an extra two years after that. Obviously, after Vitz, you then ended up at Ajax Cape Town. Correct. And then decided to, 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 to retire. So what made you to retire and what age were you at? Um, so the last six months of my contract at Ajax, I actually left and went to Chipper United. Yeah. Um, they wanted to get promoted and they needed a strong squad. And, you know, and we went there and we won the league, which was great. And I just said, uh, enough was enough, you know. I mean... Um, I could have. What, I could, what brings about such a decision? I still want to play it. Yeah, I mean, I, I still want to play. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I just, you know, there was a lot of stuff happening behind closed doors at Chipper at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did what I had to do, and we had the opportunity, my wife and I, to go travel after that. And I yeah. decided, you know, I've lived my dream. Um, South Africa is never going to qualify for the World Cup, in my opinion, again. So, so you've now retired mm. and have chosen a specific field. Tell us what that field is and why you've decided to go into that direction. Yeah, so I've, I've become a players manager or an agent or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I've decided that because throughout my career, 
um, I've never had what I wanted as a player. And it still goes on today. You've never had a, a, a player's agent or representative that you seek the, the Yeah, I, I've had plenty of agents, don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, so that's the reason you're basically saying? Absolutely. And um, I didn't feel they acted in my best interests. So that's exactly the topic we want to discuss in the second part of 343 today. What, e, what are players' representatives supposed to be doing for footballers or for athletes in this industry? Um, also, what is expected of them and, and, and the details of it and, and at which age players are supposed to be looking at uh, recruiting or finding themselves an agent. That's after this. Welcome back to 343. We have Sean Roberts in studio, former Ajax Cape Town, Wits University and Mamelodi Sundance goalkeeper. So Sean has decided to become a player's agent and you've decided that as a result of what you've experienced, experienced with agents. What do you think agents are supposed to be doing for players? I think the biggest thing that's lacking between a player and his agents is trust you know and, yeah. I, and me being an ex-player I know what players want and I know specifically what they don't want yeah. you know, it's very how many e- agents did you go through in your playing days uh, about four or five okay. and, um, and that should tell you I mean a player should really stick with one agent through his, yeah. through his entire career you know um, but it's just it's trust and it's the, it's the agent working in the best interest of the player Developing business opportunities for the player. Absolutely. Looking for in the best interest of the player. My, my big thing is the financial side of things. I really take an interest in looking after the player's money. So my goal is if I'm going to sign a player 16, 17 years old, by the time he retires at 33, 34, 35, you know, theoretically, he shouldn't really have to work again. He should yeah. have a nice yeah. property portfolio, a great investment, um, and that doesn't happen. We, we, we've seen that. Why do you think that's the case? Why are players just... Wasting their money. It's, um, you know, it's Culture. players are uneducated. I, I was a victim of it as well uh, when I was younger. Um, they seem to think that driving a nice car is more important than buying a house. And, you know, it's all about changing the mentality, which I can hopefully do down the line. Do you think some players in the country are actually not being paid what they value at sort of market-related value? Absolutely. So, so, so are, are agents not actually assisting in that regard when it comes to the contract negotiations? Um... I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the agent's job to get the player's worth, absolutely, 100%. Um, and there are players getting paid a lot of money, and there are players getting paid next to nothing. So there's a big discrepancy, which I think is unfair as well. Does the PSL play a role in there? So is there, is there somehow a way which the player's agent and the player in the club can speak to the PSL to ensure that a player is graded correctly? I think that's been going on for a few years, and nothing's really been done about it, but something definitely needs to be done about it. I think there should be a minimum wage um, in the PSL and that each club needs to stick to that. At which age do you think a player, a footballer, should be looking at trying to get an, an agent? Is it when his career is actually blossoming? Is it when he's at his best or at a young age when, they, when you can see actually potential? For example, if I were to show you a 16-year-old and he's got potential, would you consider going into negotiations to actually represent him, to find him a professional club? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I think that age is, you know, it's... This 15, 16, 17, 18 is really your make or break years, you know. It's um, saying yes or no to that cigarette, saying yes or no to that, day out, that night out, um, to the girls and whatever. And that really needs to be managed. But also the parents need to play a role as well. A lot of parents seem to think they can represent the, 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 the kids' interest. <laughs> sure. Is that the correct decision to make? I don't think so. They don't have um, the expertise in that field. Yeah. I know they have their best interests at heart, 100%. And every parent thinks their child is the next Lionel Messi. Um, but the reality is they need proper guidance. In terms of percentages, what sort of percentage does is legal 
in what a player's representative should earn through a transfer or any deal? At the moment, it's ten percent. That's quite. That's quite 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 a bit. Yeah. I remember in the past there were some agents who had exorbitant exorbitant percentages before FIFA actually implemented sure. uh, the, the, yeah. the, the the rate, which is ten, as you say, ten percent. I mean, but but if a player is, for example, ten years old and he's showing a lot of potential and phenomenal skill. Would you represent a player at that age? Is, is it a good idea to represent a player? I at think age? it's a good would idea it, to it change the player's mindset. I think it's a good idea to keep an eye on him in terms of representing him at ten years old. You, you don't know if he's got the heart for it. You don't know if he's going to grow. You don't know if he's going to go fall off the bandwagon. You know, um, it's just all about watching what's happening at home, especially, and just keeping an eye on, an eye on him at that age. So, what services does your company you involved with offer for players and just for the football sports industry out there? Um, so, as I said, the big thing for me is looking after their money. So, yeah. even if a player, if I even if I don't represent a player, I would still approach a player to look after his money because I think that's. But players would be, I'm sure, players would be asking, what qualifies you to look after the player's money? Are you are you are you are you educated as a? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a qualified financial advisor. Okay. So, um, I. Studied throughout my playing as well, yeah. which is great. Um, but yes, we offer endorsements, sponsorships. We obviously do their deals. Yeah. Um, you know, look for them to get a nice property portfolio and certain uh, type of investments as, uh, as well as just the financial sort of stuff. So we can we can players find you email address, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, I work. Uh, the company is called Mediate Sports. So it's Mediate, Sean yeah. at Mediate dot com. M E D E eight. Yeah. Com. Just yourself in the in, in the business. Who else is with you? Uh, myself and there's a gentleman called Gary Casisa. Um, he represented me for the last two years of my career. Yeah. And Gary's quite involved in with, with rugby players. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So he uh, we we had a chat when I was overseas traveling with uh, my wife, and uh, we you know the, his his rugby is growing quite significantly significantly. Yeah. And he said, "Would I be interested in taking over the football side of things?" And I said, "You know, it's a great idea." Which players do you kind of have any books in terms of rugby players and, and footballers? Uh, rugby, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I let Gary deal with all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, at the moment, we've got quite a few super sport players. Yeah. Um, Cole Alexander being a, a nice one of us. Yeah. We're Cole's working on a couple Cape more. Down, yeah. yeah, I've got Aiden Jenica now who's yeah. coming back to fitness, which is great. Um, a few of the NFD boys, which have got uh, a lot of promise coming towards a PSL next season. And um, a few more guys in the PSL, yeah. Sean, thank you very much for taking time out to come and speak to us about uh, players' representative CR and three for three on Good Up FM. And of course, we look forward to actually having you back if there is any sort of uh, questions we have regarding cool. uh, transfers or such sort of uh, information. Just before you go, who do you think is actually going to win the the Premier Soccer League this season? It looks it looks like it's, it's tough. I mean, you could say that it could be Wits uh, um, University with the games they have mm. in hand, but if you look actually at what Sundowns, the position they have, yeah, with five games in hand and where they could end up. Do you think they have an outside chance to with, with no, having absolutely. played in the FIFA World Club Cup as well as CAF? I mean, with five games in hand, I mean, it's, it's a great position to be in. My money is going to be on Supersport this year. Yeah. I think they've got a great depth in their team. Drew last night. Drew last night, yeah. Um, I'm going Cape Town City? Uh, oh, I'd love, I'd love if that happens. Um, who knows? My money's on Supersport. What's happening at Ajax, your former club? Yeah, geez, well. I, I don't know. Eh? I mean, obviously, you know, they'll they have to stay. Is it up. just a bit of luck, or is there something technically wrong? You know, a lot can go wrong in a. You know, there could be some sort of mismanagement from somewhere, or you know, there could be something wrong in the change room, which I doubt. I mean, they do run quite a tight ship there. Um, maybe they just need a bit of luck. That's all. Luck plays a big, uh, big part in this game. So, as a matter of interest, since you've been in 
you played a bit in the UK and uh, played for Sheffield Wednesday. Which English Premiership side do you actually support? I'm a big Man City fan. Man City, yeah. That's but I have obviously been because you've had it, uh, spent some time. Exactly. There, yeah. and obviously, with the evolution of the club and the way they are yeah, now yeah, as a yeah, super, yeah. as a European yeah. superpower. Interesting. But I was supporting them when we still had the brother shirts and those slow main road. And yeah, yeah. You're lucky Stan Mars wasn't, isn't here because he's a huge Manchester United supporter. <laughs> like, of course, myself being with my um, very underrated um, useless Spurs these days. Um, you know, he's always <laughs> very underrated. Sean, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. See you soon. Appreciate it. Eugene, that's all we have for 343 today. I'll be back next Tuesday with Pedal and Stride at around 20 to 2. And of course, every Thursday at around 12.30 with 343. For Good Up FM Sport, I'm Zaid Omar. Hey, yo, check it out. Good Hope FM. Good Hope FM. Co. Now.